Today on episode 267 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, everyone's concerned because of the recent hack into Equifax, one of the three major credit bureaus. And you should be concerned since that attack actually exposed the private information of over 143 million people. So there's a good chance your information is included in that. But there's one thing you can do that will virtually eliminate the possibility of your identity being stolen. I've done this, and today I'll show you how to do it. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor. Tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Well, welcome back to the Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and I'm right here every Monday morning, every single week, to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And I do that with just regular everyday words, not the big geeky words that a lot of computer techs like to use. I've been working on computers for a long time, since 1999, and I've got clients all over the U.S., and here's what's really cool. I can do almost everything remotely. So if your computer's running too slow, or if it's got a virus, or some other kind of problem, doesn't matter where you are, I can fix it. Just give me a call at 727-254-9078, or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website if you go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash 267. So let's get started. I'm sure you've heard about Equifax getting hacked. And if you haven't, just search Google News for the name Equifax and you can read all about it. And with it being so big, like I said, it affected over 143 million people. It's a really big deal. And what a lot of people aren't aware of is that Equifax was already hacked into several months ago, back in March. So this one that's in the news now is the second incident they've had in a five-month period. Now, the big question that everyone's asking now is, what do we do? You know, the criminals have your Social Security numbers, birthdays, and addresses, along with other personal information. And those details are all they need to go and open up a line of credit in your name. They could sign up for a new cell phone under your name. Uh, believe me, the bad guys can be pretty creative with how they get free money and free stuff using your information, which just creates a huge headache for you to try and sort out. And fixing those problems in your credit file can literally take years to get resolved. Now, if you go online and do a Google search, like, how do I protect my credit file or something like that, you know what you'll see? A lot of companies offering to monitor your credit file for a monthly fee. Usually it's like $20 or $30 a month. Should you do that? In my opinion, no. Now in saying that, I want to be clear. I'm not an expert in this and I'm not offering any legal advice in any way. You should consult your attorney or your financial advisor to see what's best for you. What I'm offering today here is just my opinion. And why would you not want to have some outside company monitoring your credit file? Would it make sense to have someone keeping an eye on it? Well, think of it like this. You know I like to use analogies, right? Well, imagine you have a friend named Joe, and Joe is worried. Joe comes to you and he explains that he's worried someone's going to break into his house and steal his stuff, like his TV and his laptop and his coin collection. So he's coming to you for advice. So you try to reassure him. You ask him, Joe you've got a good, strong, deadbolt lock on all your doors, right? 
Oh yeah, Joe says, nothing to worry about there. Those locks are the best ones available. So you ask Joe, and you keep them locked all the time, right? And Joe says, oh no, I don't usually lock them. In fact, I never lock them. I've thought about locking them, but then I think about how inconvenient it would be if I did that. I mean, whenever I want to leave the house, I'd have to unlock the door to open it. Then I'd have to lock it again for while I'm gone. And then when I get back home, I'd have to go through the whole process again. It's just way too much hassle. Well, what would you tell Joe? I mean, who, who really thinks like that? But wait a minute, Joe's not done yet. He has a plan of action. He tells you, I'm actually thinking of hiring a security guard to stand outside my door. It's going to be kind of expensive since he's going to be there 24-7, but I think it's worth it. Here's the thing, though. He's not actually going to stop a burglar from going in my house. He's just going to alert me so that I'll know whenever a bad guy has gotten in. That way I can go in and check and see what's missing so I'll know what he stole. Now, obviously at this point, you kind of figure your friend Joe has maybe lost his mind or something. Or as my friend Dave says, maybe there's a little hole in the old marble bag, so to speak. Joe has the best locks available, but he's going to leave the doors unlocked, and he's going to just pay to have a guard standing watch, but the guard isn't there to keep the bad guys out, but just to report when one of them sneaks in. Now, obviously, that makes no sense from a security standpoint, right? But for millions of Americans, that is exactly the plan they have for their credit file, the place where all of their personal and confidential information is stored. For most people, even though their credit file has this amazingly strong lock they could use, the credit file for most people is not locked at all. And for some reason, that's just the way it is by default. And for people that are trying to plan for the worst, you know, trying to be ready for when some criminal wants to get in and get their information, the plan is to hire a credit monitoring service, like LifeLock. There are lots of them out there that offer this service, but LifeLock is probably the one that's most well-known. And just as an aside, do you know why LifeLock is so well-known? Well, back when they were first getting started, they got a lot of publicity, and that's because their CEO, Todd Davis, wanted to show how good their service was, so he decided to do something a little crazy. In their advertising, he put his own social security number. That's right. It's 457-55-5462. He did that to demonstrate how confident he was that his service, LifeLock, could protect his information, and to show that his identity could not be stolen. Well, you can imagine what happened. Someone stole his identity and used his information to get a $500 loan from some check-cashing company. And Todd Davis never even knew about it until the loan company called his wife's cell phone to collect the debt. And that's not all. His identity was actually stolen 12 more times. There were AT&T accounts, Verizon accounts, and there was an energy company, Credit One Bank, and one of them was with a company called Swiss Colony. They're a gift basket company where some scammer had used Todd Davis's information to order a $300 gift basket and not pay for it. So you really think if a credit monitoring company can't even protect the identity of its own CEO, you think it's going to really be of any use to you? Well, those credit monitoring services are just like the guard that Joe hired to stand outside his front door. They don't stop the bad guys from going into your credit file. They just send you an alert to tell you it's happened. Well, by that time, it's a little late, don't you think? What's the point in paying for a service like that? 
But what most people don't know about are the super strong padlocks they can put on their credit file so that no one can get in. You actually have the ability to lock your credit file. It's not difficult and it's not expensive. I told a couple of people about this already and I was surprised to find that they weren't even aware they could do this. Here's the scoop. Your credit file includes your private information such as your address, your date of birth, your social security number. All of this is the information that the thieves need to get at in order to open new credit accounts or get new loans pretending to be you. That's the information you want to protect. And it's on file with three credit bureaus. Those are Experian, TransUnion, and the one we've heard about recently, Equifax. Every one of those credit bureaus offers you the ability to lock your credit file so that no one can get in. And by no one, I mean no one, not even you. But don't worry, I'll explain how it works in just a minute. But this means that your information can't be used to get a new cell phone or take out a loan or anything that requires your credit file. They call this putting a freeze on your file. And you have to do that for each of the three credit bureaus. Doesn't do any good to just lock up one or two of them. You have to do all three. Now, you might be thinking, wait a minute. You mean I can't even get into it myself? What about if I want to go buy a new car and take out a legitimate loan? Does this mean I can never open a new credit account? No. What happens is when you freeze your credit file with each of the three credit bureaus, you get a PIN, like a password, that you can use to go back in and unfreeze it when you need to. So you just log in, unfreeze your account, get your loan or whatever, and then you log back in and freeze it again. It's not a big deal at all. And really, how often do you take out a loan or finance a car anyway? For me, it's hardly ever. And you compare the minor inconvenience of logging into a website to unlock your credit file, you know, compare that to trying to explain to collection agencies that you really didn't take out that loan, it was someone else, and when your credit score goes down because of uncollected debt that really isn't yours, and you have to tell the mortgage company that your score really should be higher since those unpaid bills aren't really your accounts, and now you can't buy that house you just made an offer on when you thought your credit was in really good shape, and on and on and on. Those hassles can go on for years, and it all could have been prevented just by putting a freeze on your credit file. And why don't the credit bureaus just freeze everyone's credit file by default? Do you know if everyone in the U.S. put this freeze on their file, that personal identity theft would be almost non-existent? Think about that for a minute. This is a problem that costs us literally billions of dollars every year, and this one step could just about make it go away. But the credit bureaus don't really want you to do that. After all, they all offer the credit monitoring services, and they make a ton of money from that. If everyone's accounts were frozen by default, no one would need those services. Such a scam. Okay, so hopefully by now you can see the value in doing this. The question then is, how do you actually do it? Well, it can all be done online. And you have to do this with all three credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. And each one of them has a website, and it's all done there. Now, this is a case where you're probably going to want to look at my website where I talk about this because I've included step-by-step -step instructions there along with the screenshot so you can see exactly what I'm talking about so you know you're on the right track. You can see all of that at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 267. So here on the podcast, I'll go through the basic overall process, but the actual step-by-step -step instructions you can see at my website. And keep in mind, when you go to each of these credit bureaus to do this, they're going to try to kind of scare you into not doing it. like. 
Yeah, you can freeze your account, but remember, this is going to be a problem whenever you want to open a loan or do anything that requires your credit file. So think about it now. Do you really want to do this? Because you could just sign up for our service where we monitor your credit file, blah, blah, blah. Of course, that's why they don't want you to freeze your credit file. So don't worry about that because you're doing the thing that protects your information the best way, not the thing that makes them money. And before you do any of this, you want to make sure you have Adobe Reader installed on your computer because you'll need that for one of these. You'll, you probably already have it anyway, but I'm just saying that to be sure. So first off, we'll do Equifax. You go to freeze.equifax.com and you fill out your personal information. And this includes your social security number, but don't be nervous about entering that information. They already have that anyway. This is just you proving that you are who you say you are and then tell them you want to place a security freeze and they confirm that the security freeze has been processed. And then they're going to give you a link to a PDF file. That's why you need Adobe Reader. And in that file is the PIN, the personal identification number, that you would need in order to unfreeze your account. It's going to be in a PDF document that they show you, and they're only going to show it to you once. So either write down that PIN, or it's even better if you just print that document. And of course, you want to keep that document stored someplace where it's secure and no one else can get it. And that's it for Equifax. One down, two to go. Now we'll do Experian. For this, you go to Experian.com slash freeze. And Experian is spelled E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N. So Experian.com slash freeze. And you click on the option to add a security freeze and choose the apply online option. And once again, just like before, you fill out your personal information. And in this case, they offer you the choice. You can create the PIN yourself or you can have them create it, and I recommend having them create it. That way it's completely random. Now, back when we did Equifax, that was pretty much all we had to do. For this one, for Experian, you might have to pay to have this freeze put on. It's pretty cheap, though. The cost of this really actually varies depending on what state you live in, but for me here in Florida, it was $10. So at this point, you enter your credit card information to pay for it, and then Experian takes it one step further before they actually put the freeze on your file. They want to be 100% sure it's you, so they ask you a few questions from your credit file that you need to answer. They might ask you about the dollar amount for your monthly mortgage payment, or uh, a previous address you've had, or who you financed your last car through, that kind of thing. Once you've answered those, they'll give you your PIN for safekeeping, and now you have two of them done. Only one to go. And the last one we need to do is TransUnion. Now, this one is slightly different because they'll have you actually create an account with a username and password. So you can go to transunion.com, create your account, and remember to use a really strong password and one that you have not used anywhere else. Then once that account's all created, you go to freeze.transunion.com and click the button that says Add Security Freeze. They'll also have you create your own PIN, which is just six random numbers, and they'll take your payment to do this. And when it's all done, you'll get the confirmation that the security freeze has been applied to your credit file. So that takes care of it for you. If you're married, I recommend you do the same thing for your spouse's credit file. In fact, you should also do it for your kids, your parents, really anyone you care about. Or at least tell them about it so they can do it for themselves if they're able to. And there's two more things related to this that you really should know. First off, Congress is currently considering legislation that would make it free for anyone to freeze their credit file. Now, right now, Equifax isn't charging anyone to do this, and that's mainly because of their recent major screw-up that's causing so many problems. 
And it's already free for any of them if you're already a victim of identity theft. But that's a process you have to go through to prove your identity was already stolen. Uh, And for me, even if I could do that and get it for free, it's worth just paying the $10 to be done with it. Now, the second thing is this. The Equifax fiasco is really big news right now, so the scammers are taking advantage of that. So if you get a phone call from someone claiming to be with Equifax and they're offering to fix the security problem with your credit file, just hang up. They aren't with Equifax. Just like the calls from Microsoft tech support aren't really coming from Microsoft. There's no point in talking with these people at all, so just hang up the phone. And what we talked about today, this whole process, applies to people in the United States. Honestly, I don't even know how credit files work in other countries, so I really can't help you with that. But I have gone through this whole process myself. So if you need help getting this done, just get in touch with me and we can get it taken care of together. And hey, did you like today's show? If you got some value from this and you want to support the podcast, you can do that by shopping on Amazon through my referral link. Just go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash shop and you're going to find yourself right on Amazon. Or there's an Amazon link right at the top of my website, so you can just click that if you want and just buy the stuff you always buy. You're going to pay the exact same price anyway, but when you use that link, that means Amazon sends me over a little referral fee, and that's how you can support this podcast. Now, I'd like to know, are you going to put a freeze on your credit file? If not, why would you not want to do that? I'd really love to hear your take on it, and I'd also like to hear your questions or suggestions for future shows, so if you want to get in touch with me, you can email me at pctutor at gmail.com, or you can call my podcast voicemail line, 727 386 9468. And you can always leave a recorded message anytime, day or night. And that'll do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.